This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! All right, as far as we're concerned, your weekend holiday break has already started. It's a Friday, but this is the beginning of the weekend. It is the beginning of, really for us, a five-day weekend on ESPN Arkansas. It's great to be with you. Um, this thing does work again. Phil Elson back in the captain's chair for today. Uh, Matt Jones. Uh, Matt, Matt did some traveling today. This is a little bit different, Matt, because I'm usually the one that's somewhere else other than where I usually am sitting. Today I'm home, and you're not in the studio. Where'd you go? Well, it is, it is holiday hours uh, in, in Stillwater, seeing the family for, uh, for the holidays. And uh, it was I, an easy drive, man. I, we missed you the last couple of days. I'm glad you're back and glad everything's back. What does Tom York have a song, Everything in Its Right Place? So every, everything's back at least that way. But uh, I, uh, there was nothing but excitement from the Ladyback games, man. A lot of people were pretty excited. They went down there in Florida and went 2-0. Yeah, I, it was pretty, I was pretty happy with it. They won the games defensively, I think, more than anything else. <clears throat> which is different than uh, than the way that we usually see um, Mike Neighbors' teams win games, but uh, there's there's some toughness to them. Um, and then, of course, Christian Johnston in the studio. Christian, good morning to you, man. Uh, appreciate what uh, what you were doing the last couple of uh, last couple of days without me on the show very much. I think uh, he's doing a little training today too. I love the idea of the blind leading the blind. Nah, Christian's not really blind as far as that's concerned. He's been doing this for about six months on halftime. Is that about right? Five or six months? Yes, sir. He, he knows what he's doing. We also get a big shout-out to Fisherman Clay Henry for, for stepping in the last couple of days. That was that was big time. Christian called it our biggest portal get of, of our show. <laughs> we institute the TP tax now? Oh, the no, the show. I just no, we, portal already. There have been, there've been no agreements oh. uh, on whether or not we're going to do that yet. So maybe we can figure that out in the commercial break. Yeah, it's good to be good to be back home. I'm only here for a day. Like you're, I don't know how long you're going to be in Stillwater, but I'm only in, in Little Rock for a day. Gabe and I got back last night. Um, we landed at XNA. I guess it was four thirty, about four forty-five. Hop in the car, and we were able to listen to just about the entire uh, men's basketball game with Chuck and Zim uh, on our ESPN Arkansas affiliates. And uh, it was a tough listen for that first half. I can't imagine what it would have been like to actually watch that thing. Um, well, I got at, at least you get a win, right? But that that might have been. I'm glad that might. I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch the first half because it sounded like it might have been the ugliest 20 minutes of basketball played by the Hogs this year. Well, I, I got to get my eyes on it, Phil. And yes, you're exactly right. It was hard to watch at times, but. We, we got the dub. Isn't that the point? That's, that's why we play the game. Herm Edwards, you know, you play to win the game. That's, that's, that's what the whole point of it is. It's, it was a weird – it was it, it, the first half we never got anything going. And if you look at the stats, you know, our, our three leading scores came off the bench. And it's, it's kind of weird. It's like Muss. I don't think Muss really cares about anything but trying to figure this out the way he knows how to figure it out. You know what? They looked a little tired like they had been doing two-a-day practices the last four days when they were out there. Uh, but they were able to get the victory, and that, that's what it's all about. I mean, truthfully, who who would think that by the twelfth game of the year, you're you're giving minutes to twelve players? You know, you had ten you had ten guys, uh, nine guys that got over 
13 minutes, or that at least started or got over 13 minutes. That's one of the things about this. You know, Al Ellis starts, doesn't even so play weird. four minutes. So weird. Davenport, the same thing. Doesn't so even get on the court for the second half. That's right. So Davenport, the exact same thing. Trevin Brazil didn't play in the second half. And that's the half where things started to move around a lot. You put up 55 looked, points after 28 in the first half. You had 11 turnovers in the first, six in the second. Obviously, a lot more ball movement. And, and Keon Menefield scores 11 points in the second half. Tremont Mark puts together a nice game there. And, man, that's just it's just so odd to think about three of your five starters didn't even get on the court in the second half, and they played so much better. But... I'm not sure if that means very much as far as who you're looking for because at some point, it's just still, we've been kicking this around because point guard is the biggest question right now. Do you, is L. Ellis going to find the floor now that Keon Menefield appears to be one of the energizer, energizer bunnies of this club? Because the last two games, he has certainly looked like that kind of player, Matt. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a L. Ellis fan. I, I have liked what I've seen out of Minifield. You know, he he's getting there late. Um, yeah, we're we're still searching. You know, you, I think we're still Trent Co- Coach is still trying to find out that that group. And I think at times it's hard for them to kind of be on the same page. I think they look a little sloppy. I think they had 12 turnovers, real, real you know, in the first half or in the first like. 16 minutes but it's because i i just don't know how used they are to playing because you're changing every time the buzzer sounds a new guy's coming in you know and so you're kind of you're never really getting in into a flow and and figuring out spacing there's always somebody well who do you got i got 24 well who do you, you're always changing who you you know because you're doing substitutions all the time man i'm an l ellis fan i don't know what uh what, what's going on there but you know battle battle came to play he, he came to play showed up in the second half and, and scored some points it's just a very uh, – <laughs> remember you used to say it was like a tale of two halves, and it literally was a tale of two halves, but it wasn't that um, – you know, I mean, there were some changes that you make in the second half as far as how you're going to advance the ball, what you're going to do offensively, and it still feels like uh, that's a game that if you start that poorly against an SEC team, you're, you're, you're probably looking at, at – at least a 10-point loss instead of a 10-point win. It's tough to do that kind of a turnaround against a good SEC program. But again, I only listened, I was only able to listen to the game, and it just sounded like it was a really sloppy 20 minutes on, on both sides of the ball. You know, leaving, leaving Ab- Abilene Christian able to get to the rim. They were out rebounding Arkansas. And, and man, 11 turnovers. Sounded like mo- a lot of those were unforced, just kind of not paying attention kind of stuff. And I guess you wonder a little bit about it. There was a lot made of the two-a-days. How many days in a row did Musk have him out the, on, uh, on the court for, for, uh, for a couple of practices? Three, four three, days in a row? Three or four. Yeah, pretty intense. But to, my, my mind goes to Musk. Mus Mus knows what the big picture is. You know, mm-hmm. he's, it's not about it, – it, it is about right now and finding what, what the group's going to be in the unit and, 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 and identifying your role. It's very important for players, I think, to know what's, what's, what does coach want from me? What is my role going to be? Uh, and and then with with, with Brazil, Phil, I, I think he's still. You can see that man. That's a, that ankle deal. That's that's just one of those deals that takes you need some time off. And and he's he's kind of. I think he's still. That's still bothering him just a little bit. Well, they get some time before the next game. And you know, if if I'm Brazil, I don't know if I'm uh, tossing my niece and nephew up in the air around the Christmas table. Right. Uh, if I'm if I'm headed home. Hey, January six comes here quick. I mean, when, when Auburn shows up, Phil, if we have twelve turnovers in the first half against Auburn, we're going to no get beat by twenty. No kidding. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it is definitely not about December, 
and, and it's not like the games in early January decide um, you know the rest of your season. And you've learned that watching Muss's teams at Arkansas for these past four years. They've actually kind of struggled in early January. Well, the- um, but but man, I mean, what it, what it's about is is knowing who you're going to have on the court, and and for a coach that is 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 known for tight rotations and i think he'd rather have a tight rotation right now this is not a team that you can that you can do that with i mean you haven't really had necessarily you know a lot of consist a, a lot of consistency from your players you know with caleb battle yeah, he gave you four rebounds yesterday played better defense but you're not quite sure if you're going to get that on a game-by-game basis. That's, I think you said the key word right there, and that's consistency. And this team has been a little too up and down. That's what you're looking for. And you're trying to say, well, who can I trust? Who can I trust to put out there to make the right play? And I don't think that we know who those, that five is. There is something about Menefield. And I know he turned the ball over a few times yesterday, but the energy that he brings and you know, just the fact that here is a guy that they weren't planning on playing. I think they started thinking about that he'd be eligible a couple weeks ago before the announcement was made. Started to get him ready for it, and he, I mean, to me right now, he looks like he looks like one of the first five you want on the court. He He's really quick. does. He looks really quick. Isn't that one of the things that feels like it might be missing? Just a little bit of extra quickness from the guard position. I think L has the, one of the quickest first steps. If you saw he got to the rim real early in the game and did a little reverse layup and it laid up on the rim and we got a put-back dunk, I, he's, I, I really think he has one of the quick first steps. But Menifee does, does as well, and you see that he's, he's – you could tell that this was game two and it was everybody else's game 12. So, so give, give him another, another couple games and maybe he'll be, be, be starting. I don't know who's going to be starting by Auburn, but he needs a, he needs a couple more reps. Well, it, it, it definitely is a team that, I mean, if you got to go big, you got some guys that can get out there and play big. Mitchell, Lawson, God, it's, you need Trevin Brazil to start banging around a little bit. So maybe the most important thing of the next couple of weeks, Matt, is to get, is to get tr- that ankle right. Because exactly if he doesn't right. feel like it's right, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, like he's you know, going to be doing all that much around there. Like he'll rebound a little bit, might block a couple of shots, but as far as... You know, and maybe he just is, I don't know, is he a physical kind of player? I mean, we've brought this up before. What is it that the NBA scouts love about him? It's the size, it's the shooting ability. It's not necessarily the banging or the rebounding or, or the defending. It's the shooting range with, with a guy of that size. You know, those, they're, not as mu- they're not as many unicorns as there used to be, but he's still one of them. Well, he's a he's a guy that, that runs to the corner, and if, if once you have that two man game, you can kick it to him, and he can hit that open three. And then when you drive, and your man loses his eyes, he goes to the short corner, and you saw him. He had like two lobs and one dunk uh, in the in the first half. That you see that short corner, and then that three point shot. That's a uh, that's his skills trait. I mean, that's that's what he does really well. Literally a tale of two halves. Almost doubled up their point total from the first to the second half. Hog shot thirty eight percent of the first. They only shot 39% in the second, but they got to the foul line a little bit more. And uh, pardon me, I looked at the wrong numbers. 37% of the first half, 64% in the second half. Pretty much were consistent holding Abilene Christian about 39% for the game. 
Ring in the new year in style at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas. They have something for everyone. The Grand New Year's Eve Buffet is served in the Venetian Dining Room. The Festival Party with live music by the Parker Francis Band, cash bars, and a champagne toast. And the 99th New Year's Eve Gala features live music from Stardust Big Band, a five-course gourmet dinner with wine, and more. Room packages are available. Go to arlingtonhotel.com forward slash NYE2023 or call 501 623 You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Dave and his team have all your holiday drink options. That includes Fireball and Bailey's Chocolate, Jack Daniels Crown Salted Caramel, Winter Seasonal Beers, Eggnogs, and more. Come by Eastside Liquor, 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now back to the podcast. We did kick around the Arkansas basketball game from last night a little bit. And uh, man, it's a... total tale of two halves uh and and really it felt like two different teams because three starters that started the first half didn't even play in the second half and that's the thing that really stands out about this team probably more so than any of eric musselman's teams including his time at nevada uh aaron that i mean by this time 12 games into the season it's not like you know exactly what the rotation looks like but you start to have a sense of who he trusts and right now i don't think he knows who he trusts yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know that I would say any team. So, I mean, the one, the, the one that stands out to me, what was it, two seasons ago when Trey Wade was basically barely playing and he, he goes into the starting lineup and they win like 12 of 13 or 11 of 12 or something like that. So, you know, um, I certainly think, uh, look, obviously you would like to be further along at this time of the year. Um, and I hate to sound like a broken record because I feel like I say the same thing every time I come out with you guys, but this is the gift and the curse of, um, you know, uh, of the transfer portal era and of the way the sport is right now is that some years it's just going to all come together easily. You know, you look at a team, and I hate to bring them up right now, but you look at Kentucky, they got, you know, I think 11 new players as well, and it's just clicked from day one for whatever reason. But there's been years for them where it hasn't clicked from day one, and they've struggled, and, you know, it's taken until January or February to figure it out. Um, as far as Arkansas is concerned, I, I listen. I just think this is this is part of the the deal in this era of college basketball. Now, you'd like to be a little further along. You'd like to have a little bit more of an understanding of whatever. But you know, the good news is, uh, you know, you kind of um, you know, you basically have a week off at this point, and then another couple of days before the SEC slate starts. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be excited. Like, I wouldn't. I don't know how to describe it. Is is it's okay to be concerned? I think there's a difference between concern and downright panic. Uh, and I would not be in that second group if I was an Arkansas fan just yet. Yeah, it's tough. I think Aaron, when your best player is not a post player and he's not the primary ball handler, so I, th- I think that's kind of tough huh. trying to figure it out. And and I, you know, who I like off Kentucky, I like number one, man, that dude. I, I think maybe in, you know you wonder did he did he hit. Uh, on, on his guys, and, and honestly, we have not figured out who our point guard is going to be yet. Well, yeah, no, and I mean, I think, you know, and, and I think, you know, the other variable, which I don't even know, I don't think we talked about since it happened, because I think it happened after we were on air the other day, now you had Keon Metafield back to the mix, right, Who a, a guy that, I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me, but I think when they took him last spring, the thought he would probably be eligible then he immediately wasn't and he's a practice player and you know when I was down there for the Duke game I was I was lucky enough to kind of watch a little uh pre-game you know pre-game practice and 
you know, he was kind of the leader of the scout team, running all over the the court. You know, really a a ninety four foot defender, this and that. Um, and so I just bring it up because now you have to add him back into the mix. And even though you know, to kind of Phil's point, to lead the show, even though he didn't start the game, you know, he certainly finished the game and, and, and played quite a few minutes. So that's where I think it gets interesting. And then I think the other thing, too, guys, and I was thinking about this with Arkansas, is you look at this team, and you know, you would hope that. A Devo Davis, you know, and, and I love Devo. We all love Devo, right? Would be uh, further along and, and whatever. But, I mean, he just really hasn't had the season that I think any of us expect. And so with Metafield back now, is Devo better as a sixth man like he was early in his career? Is he better off the ball? Is he better on the ball with Metafield coming off the bench? Like, it stinks. Like, like listen, it's great when a really talented player gets eligible but it's almost like we're going through the same cycle of last year where it's like, well, everybody's healthy. Now Trevon Brazil's hurt. Now Nick Smith is hurt. Now Nick Smith is healthy. Now he's not healthy again. And it's like that's sort of what I feel like is going on here. The latest with Metafield, obviously injuries early to Mark in Brazil. You just hope that you can get your whole group together at one point and really figure out what you got and kind of try to get rolling with that. Well, there's a lot of teams around the country that are adding players because of the suspension of this uh, this uh, so second weird, transfer yeah. rule. But um, I got to ask about this guy. Um, I don't know if I say his name correctly. Zivonimir Ivisevich, uh, the the sure. to Kentucky, like seven foot one, one of the top players in Europe. He's not eligible right now. But this is this is different than than the transfer rules. What, what's going on there? I know there are rumors that he might return to Europe and not come back. And he hasn't played yet for Kentucky, and right now I'm not sure if it looks like they need him very much. Yeah, it's it's, it's honestly so. It's one of the wildest stories. It, it's I, I can legitimately say all my years covering college sports, basketball specifically, it's kind of one of the wildest stories that I've ever seen. Um, so let uh, you know, I, and I'm, we might have to go to break before I get to the end of it. I'll try to be quick here, but you know, K- Kentucky's roster, we think in about mid to late June, like all, like all college basketball teams, it was really mid to late July is set. And then all of a sudden, you know, on like a Friday, uh, you know, there's a report that, uh, Kentucky has offered this seven foot two Croatian guy. Nobody knows anything about, but you watch highlights. He's like one of the monsters. He's like Duncan from the foul line. He's, you know, whatever. Uh, he commits like four or five days later. And then there was this really weird protracted back and forth. Check this out, guys. The school did not admit him until like October. And so, you know, Calipari, you know, listen, guys, you know, we, it's the SEC. It just means more. And so the school isn't admitting him. He finally gets over here. Then there's issues with the NCAA. And so this whole thing has really just been slowed down. And, and I think, you know, his camp and, and, the, the Kentucky administration, I think, has, has done a good job of kind of getting this news to the forefront of, like, this kid came over here, he wants to play college basketball, he's been going to class. I saw he put out a statement where he said he has a 3.5 GPA. You know, to go back to when the school didn't officially admit him, um, you know, he's a, a good student, he speaks, you know, English, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, it, it isn't as though he can't do the schoolwork or whatever. So the school admitted him. He's clearly capable of doing the schoolwork, and now we have another NCA hiccup, and so it's just another weird thing. But but I think to your point, Phil, Kentucky has really over the probably last three or four days really kind of heightened up the public pressure on the NCAA to try to get this kid eligible because I think they're frustrated with the whole situation. Hey, Aaron, uh, I see your Huskies are ten and two. Uh, I was going to try to see if you think they can repeat. The last team to repeat was the 06-07 Florida Gators. 
And right now, if you were to say who is the best team in college basketball, is, is it Purdue with, with their guards and their big guy? Or they're kind of their lack of their guards with their big guy? But who would you have as the number one team right now? You know, I know it's weird because they just lost to Purdue, but I, I still think Arizona's the best team I've seen. They bounced back really nicely with a win over uh, Alabama uh, the other night. Um, as far as UConn's concerned, so, so two quick things. One, yes, I think they can repeat, but two – you want to talk about a repeat, it's a very weird thing, guys, is they dominate out-of-conference play. But remember, last year they were a four-seed. Obviously, Arkansas fans know well because they really struggled in Big East play. I went back and looked. They were 13-7 and seven in Big East play, which is kind of shocking. I bring it up because they opened up Big East play on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and they got destroyed by a decent Seton Hall team that isn't very good. And so you sit there and you say, what is going on in Big East play? And then it's the obvious thing of you lose enough games it impacts seeding it impacts your pathway this that you know they would have a very nice pathway as a number one seed uh to play a lot of games close to home but if they don't figure things out in big east play for whatever reason the last last year they certainly struggled this year they start off with a double digit loss it's one of the stranger things that i can't quite figure out the talent is there but i need to see how this team does now that league play starts here over the next two or three weeks what, what's what's going on with with Alabama six and five? But man, I mean they've lost three in a row to top ten teams. Yeah, um, you know, good teams. So it's not to not to say that that, that they lost to uh, Wilmington or anything like that. But Purdue, Creighton, oh. Arizona. Um, you know, at, what, what's going on in Tuscaloosa? Did Wilmington pick up any other big wins? That was a kind of a random school for you to just kind of throw out there all willy-nilly. I've heard about still. that, yeah. I think I've heard about a win that they had recently, I'll, too. <laughs> i have to check out their schedule. Um, no, you know, listen, Bama, I'll give Mado's credit, man. That, you know, you talk about anytime, any place, anywhere, flies to Toronto to play Purdue, which is basically a homecoming for Zach Eady. Uh, then you play whoever. You play uh, Creighton at Creighton. Then you play Arizona and Phoenix in about a 10-day stretch. That is just an insane schedule. Uh, I think two things can be true. I, I don't think there is – I know they're not as good as last year. I mean, we could really break down the depth chart when we have more time, but they're not as good as last year. But they have also played an insane schedule. I mean, if they did what a lot of teams do, and I'm not criticizing anybody for doing it, but, you know, more games closer to home, you know, whatever. Like, November and December is to figure out your team for league play. But Nate Oates just jumps two feet into the deep end. I give him credit. It makes for entertaining games and an entertaining product. But the flip side is you got to win some of those games. Alabama has it. They're sitting at 6-5. and five. They really have no resume to speak of. They're going to be better for it once they get to SEC play. But on the inverse of it, they also, uh, you know, have kind of have dug themselves a hole where they, they have to be good in SEC play. Otherwise, it's really going to impact them throughout the season. Aaron, the Hogs go 9-9 nine and nine in, in conference play. You just talked about the Huskies and, and, and their conference, and, and the SEC's tough. I see Ole Miss is undefeated, I believe, or they're top 25 right now. But if the Hogs go 9-9, nine and nine, it, will that be good enough to get them in the tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, I think it would depend on who the losses are to and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, the good thing about the SEC is, uh, you know, Kentucky's playing really well. But other than them, you know, Tennessee has had highs and lows. Auburn, I guess you would say, is playing pretty well. But A&M isn't playing well. Uh, Ole Miss is good, but they really haven't beaten anybody. And Chris Beard is just a, a stud. He's a monster. So, you know, I, I, I still think, and, and as I sit here and look at the Hogs, I mean, I don't want to, you know, be a sunshine pumper here, but I still think if you can figure it out, when you figure it out, I still trust that it'll happen. 
there's a lot of wins to have in league play. You know, Florida's been disappointing. Mississippi State's kind of been banged up. They don't have all their guys. So there are wins to be had. I think, you know, 9-9 nine and nine is definitely the, the low end of what expectations should be. Alabama has struggled, as I just said. So I think there's plenty of wins to be had. If you go 9-9, nine and nine, I would still feel pretty good that you're making the tournament. But I don't see any reason why you have to shoot for 9-9 nine and nine because I think there's a lot more wins to be had. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Nate Olson standing by from Scorebook Live. And as uh, the high school football season came to a close recently, uh, you also, of course, have the early signing period, uh, which continues, though most of the signing occurs the day it starts. Nate, uh, rate for me what this week has been like. Has it been normal? Normal's kind of crazy when it comes to the early signing period, or has it been a little wilder than usual? There's always some crazy stuff that goes on. Well, I, I think it's been a it's been a little wild. I, you know, you you had the the one announcement uh, from Courtney Crutchfield. Um, otherwise, you had it's pretty much um, what we thought with the Arkansas kids um, with going to Arkansas. Um, but definitely, you know, Crutchfield, um, him and Dendy uh, going to Missouri, and then we already knew Walker White was going to Auburn. But I think. That all happening this week created sort of a firestorm of, of uh, controversy and, and uh, discontentment among the Arkansas fan base. They saw some of these guys that were leaving, um, and, it, and it upset them. Um, I think that was kind of the general. And, you know, we talked to the different recruits about that. I think that was kind of the, the after – Tuesday, when Courtney announced that, we talked to Walker White about it, and he kind of defended Coach Pittman and uh, the Arkansas program and told us then that uh, he was really looking at Arkansas. He has a deep history with Arkansas. His dad went there and played golf. His brother played football there briefly. And he said, you know, that Kendall Bryles said he didn't fit in his system, and then by the time he left, um, he was already kind of moved on and looking at some other programs. So that was sort of the theme of the week is, some of these guys are gone, um, and that has created a little bit more. I mean, I think everybody's looking for something to get on Pittman about, and that <laughs> that was one more thing they could pile on to him about. Well, you, you called it. You said both those kids were a package deal, uh, whether it be Missouri or Arkansas. And, and you know, if they, if they want to go there, man, I think you just wish them well and, 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 you, and you keep it moving. And, and, and let's talk about some of the kids that did sign with the Hogs. I, I want to ask about a three-star uh, I was a three-star coming up, uh, but a three-star receiver from Bentonville. Uh, that that kid, 
Uh, is it C.J. Brown? Do, do you think he's going to yeah. be able to uh, maybe who, – who, let, let me ask you this. Is there a couple freshmen that you see that could come in and make an impact uh, as a freshman? Well, Brown, you know, I like him a lot. I think he got overshadowed a little bit by Crutchfield, but let's talk about this. You know, he's playing at the 7A level, uh, Crutchfield at 5A. And he had better stats. He plays in the West, and uh, he was a he was a game breaker. He he has speed. Um, you know, you you can go back and look at the highlights that are on our site. Uh, several times where he's burned the defender, he can return kicks. It, can he come in right away? I don't know. I you know I, I like Crutchfield to be able to do that. Um, you know, maybe a little more athletic, but but if you look at the high school performance, though. Uh, Brown is, you know, maybe a little underrated, uh, I think. And maybe, you know, people were a little bit more anticipatory of Crutchfield, but I think you still need to be happy of getting Brown. You know, I, I believe that that wide receiver room is open. I mean, there's a couple of guys that are coming back, Armstrong, Tesla, but I, I don't think anybody really separated themselves. So the thing I like about Brown, you know, you re- listen to his interviews, he's a good kid. He knows what it's going to take to go down there and work hard. He comes from a program in Bentonville where they expect to win, and and they had a little bit of a down year early on and then came back and went to the state championship game and beat Bryant. And so he had a good game against Bryant too. Uh, so I, I think you've got, to be, you've got to be happy with him. And there are some guys in this class that will surprise people, and he could be one of them. And – Charlie Collins definitely has a chance to come in right away, too. Collins is a four-star defensive end. He he spent most of his life in Pine Bluff. He's a Pine Bluff kid, but for two years, he went up to Mills and played. And I've, I've had a chance to see him play some. 6'5", 270. He looks, you know, when you, he walks into a room, you take notice of him. I mean, he's a commanding guy. Uh, and he, he said that all this negativity about Pittman and the football program and 4-8 and eight and everything – has made him just be you know more driven to come up there and help him win. He made a lot of uh, I, Nate. He made a lot of Arkansas fans on Twitter pretty happy by the way he uh, reacted. I guess to uh, to some of the to uh, I guess <laughs> towards Mizzou is is what it was. Uh, but yeah. it, it seems like he might have taken because he and Crutchfield are um, are cousins, right? Did he? I mean, it seems yeah. maybe he kind of took that personally. He took it personally and. You know, he and Courtney were together on Wednesday night. I mean, we were one of two media members at at Charlie's uh, signing day celebration. They fed some needy kids there and gave out gifts. So they're 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 great friends. And and that was the package deal. You know, Dendy and uh, and and Crutchfield became a package deal. Uh, and George Harris from Pine Bluffs in Missouri, but Crutchfield and and Collins were kind of the package deal going to Arkansas. And, you know, he had a great line, Charlie did. He said, you know, uh, I'm not upset that he's going. We talked about it. He came home. He called me on his visit. He came home. And I knew that was where he was going to go, and, I, and, and I'm happy for him. But he said, I reminded him I'm 2-0 and against him, and I don't plan on losing again. <laughs> I don't like so it. That, 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 that's good. And, that, that, you know, the Missouri fans would probably remind him of what the score was this year. But, you know, he, he, he's going in with a good mindset. I think you want guys that are coming there expecting to win next year and not worrying about what happened this year. I mean, you can't worry about that, especially when you weren't on the football team. So uh, Collins, like his like his moxie, yeah, the, the, the tweet was, you know, maybe 
maybe not family friendly, but uh, you know, <laughs> he said I I'm a, sometimes a troll on there, and I like to have fun. And I thought that was appropriate at the time. And you know, th- these guys are kids. I I, I get it, but but I, I think Arkansas fans should feel pretty good about the guys they got. And you don't talk anything about Wyatt Simmons, and that guy is. Literally a choir boy, you know, growing up at Harding, Church of Christ guy. I mean, he is so mild-mannered, but on the football field, he is a wild man. That, that's the way you're supposed to do that. And he, he can be a big-time linebacker. Everybody in the country has looked at him. He put his tape out late in May, and he had offers like in, in a day or two. Uh, so I, I think that's the guy that is getting over, or, uh, you know, kind of getting overlooked. He didn't have a big signing celebration. He's a low-key guy, you know, comes from the, the Harding tree where you just play football, keep your mouth shut. But uh, if you remember Jeb Huckabee, and Matt remembers him well, played with him, that's the guy that he's in the mold of, just somebody that is going to play hard, be a great player, keep his mouth shut, and represent the school well. And, and But he's a guy that isn't getting a lot of fanfare because he's a three-star, um, but Definitely could be a four-star. The state championship game really had a terrific performance against Rivercrest and impressed me. Had an interception in that game early, uh, played on both sides of the football because they needed him. And I, I think I think that's the kind of kid that you need to build the program around. Uh, and and they got him, and probably not being mentioned as much as he should be. Yeah, Jeb's the type of kid that you know you'd want your daughter to bring home. That's the that, that yeah. that's actually absolutely for sure. Uh, I did want to get your thoughts. I know Phil had put this on there. We talked a little bit about it. Anytime a quarterback, even if it's a preferred walk on, Austin Ledbetter coming in, I, I think it says something about the fact that you know that they had to talk to Dave Van Horn and that he was doing things the right way. He wasn't a bad locker room guy on the baseball team. He he wasn't a cancer to use that word. Um, and so I think that's going to be a good thing. Do, do you think they talked? And what do you see uh, Austin Ledbetter's role being, even if it's just a, a, as a locker room guy? I know Austin well. I mean, he, we live in Bryant, so I've had a lot of contact with him. And my son just went to his baseball camp. Uh, him and Will McIntyre had a camp on on uh, Saturday or Sunday, and you know uh, he was helping my son with his fastball. And just a real, I mean, a really nice, a nice kid. I, I, um, and comes from a great family. But I, I said coming out of high school that. You know, he had that great senior year where Bryant really, nobody touched him. He won the Landers Award. And I told a couple people, I said, I really think maybe he's a better football player than he is baseball player. And I feel like he's an SEC football player. And at the last minute, if you remember, he tried to play both. And, and, and Sam, I think, discouraged him from doing that. I don't know what's happened on the baseball end. Uh, you know, Phil can maybe fill us in a little more on that. Maybe he hasn't developed like they wanted him to. I don't know if that's anything to do with it. Uh, but I, you know, him wanting to change, and maybe he doesn't feel like baseball is going to be there this year. But I do know this. I'm very sure about this. That it would have had nothing to do with his behavior or attitude. They're getting a very good guy who will work hard. And uh, you know, the, the 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 talk around Brian is that he was doing a little bit of practicing with the high school team a few months ago, getting ready for this. You know kind of testing himself out i don't think a lot of people knew that and then the players were kind of sworn not to say anything but he he was out there in pads so um reportedly so uh he, he's he's committed to this and you know you're right i mean if he doesn't play he's a good guy to be in there but 
If there's a way for him to play uh, and he's not too rusty, I wouldn't count him out. Uh, I really was impressed. His senior year, great decision-making, great arm, um, and then just the guy that you know is gonna, you can count on him and is going to have a great attitude. I, I got the, the team roster a couple of weeks ago from, uh, from the baseball team, and, and he wasn't on this. He was not on that roster. So I think, uh, okay. you know, I think the writing was on the wall for him, so to speak. So um, I'm not sure yeah. if it was a choice, um, but I think, you know, he had a choice of where it was he was going to go play football if that was going to be the case. It's just tough to make yeah. this team on, uh, as a pitcher right now <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah. A lot of talent, yeah. Yeah, no, and... And I and, and I think he is a great baseball player. I think he could play at some places. But uh, Arkansas is, I mean, you talk about when you compare the football and baseball programs, it, they, they're way ahead of the football team right now. I mean, it's a national championship-type program, so the competition there is, is great. Could he play other places? Probably could. But you, you've got to be feel good about yourself when you know that you can go down the road and go play football. Um and and I, at this point, with Petrino coming in and a lot of evaluation going on, I think it's a good time for somebody to throw their hat in the ring. Because I, I think everybody's starting off with a clean slate with Petrino. I mean, everybody. So you come in, you impress them, you're a walk-on. I mean, you haven't cost them any money. So, I mean, it, it, it's all gravy. I, I wish him the best of the luck in the world. I mean, I know his mom and dad personally. His dad is a Bryant policeman and... They're, they're, they're good people, and the people in Bryant, you know, they just adore him. I mean, he's giving back to the kids. He does a lot of these camps. And, um, so so he's a guy you would love to see uh, do well and make it. And, you know, somebody mentioned to me is maybe he gets his feet wet with football if it doesn't work out at Arkansas, graduate transfer somewhere, or, you know, or uh, hit the portal uh, and play football somewhere else. I and mean, that's a possibility. But I think he's thinking, hey, I'm going to get in here. All good athletes, Matt, you know this. You think you can play. You know, you think you can get the starting job. You've got to think that if you're a high-level athlete. And, and I think he feels like he can go in there and compete for the job. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're alphas. You're competitors. That's, that's what makes you who, who, who you are. Uh, can, can I, I'm going to ask you one more question. Who is somebody that's a junior that's going to be in next year's class uh, that you want to give it, that you think is going to be the number one player in the state for next year's class? Oh, that's that's a good question. I've been so, been so, so um, inundated with this one. I, I, I'll have to kind of get back with you on okay, that a little okay. bit. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get back with you on that. I've been, I've been so focused on this, but that's that's a very good question. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, last guy I want to ask you about, uh, Braylon Russell, running back out of Benton. Really, two hundred and thirty pounds. I mean, that's hope he doesn't put on the freshman fifteen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's a good question too. I, maybe he looks like Derrick Henry. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry's two thirty. I think uh, he looks like. I mean, when you I remember Darius Howard. First, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he. I think he may be bigger than him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's big. Uh, the the thing with him is. I saw him in the playoff game, and he had a breakaway run. He looked pretty fast, but he didn't look maybe as fast as he did in the first game against Bryant. I think he takes a lot of punishment. And, you know, his feet and ankles have been kind of banged up. But, I mean, he still ran for a touchdown. But I thought maybe he was a little more explosive earlier. 
but I mean, he has run and run and run, run the ball. I mean, he, he, they've used him a lot and, you know, as playing 13 games like that with a lot of carries, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, caught up with him a little bit, but, um, still, I, I think he comes in and plays right away. I think he, he'll work hard. He may need to trim up a little bit, but I don't, I don't think he is overweight, but when you look at him, you're like, how could a guy that big run that fast? And the other thought is, oh, my gosh, if I'm 190 pounds safety or quarterback, there's no way I want to touch it. <laughs> you know, if he's got, if he's got, the, got you know, speed built up, there, there's no way. I mean, he, he just eats those guys for breakfast. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Stuart, it is uh, football, football, and then more football. Uh, I think is pretty much what people are, uh, are watching these days. Yeah, it sure is. And there's uh, we're getting into the higher quality bowl games now. Uh, we've got one tonight, as a matter of fact, uh, Georgia Tech and Central Florida playing tonight about 530. Um, we've got a couple NFL games tomorrow, a whole bunch on Sunday, and then three, like you said, on Monday. So um, seven bowl games tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, there's plenty of it on, on your TV if you want to watch it. It uh, we're excited about it. it uh, the public loves some good football games. So when it, when it comes it's, to, uh, like you said, the high quality bowl games, and and those those will be coming uh, starting next week. Um, to the betting public, does does it matter very much on the so called quality of the bowl game, or is it just a matter of it's a football game that's on television, and that means they want to watch it and they want to have some action? It, it matters to some extent. I mean, you you see the uh, the volume we get when a say an SEC team is playing is uh, probably double what it would be on another college games without uh, without the big names. So um, they're going to bet them, but uh, usually it's a little heavier on on the the, the big name schools. 
and of course you got uh, well you got Arkansas State and Northern Illinois uh, and uh, that's the Camellia Bowl tomorrow and uh, some specials on that one too uh, you always have Arkansas specials no matter which team inside the state is playing you have the same thing for Harding and I know in Thug Nasty's last fight which did not go very well and now for Arkansas State as uh, as well it's just too bad the Hogs aren't playing football because you could throw that in there too but what do you have planned for uh, for the Arkansas State Bowl game as far as any boosts? Well, we do have one uh, one major boost, and that is uh, just uh, if you wanted to take Arkansas State minus the two and a half and over over fifty four and a half total points in the game, uh, we've got that at uh, two and three quarters to one on that. So um, that. Uh, that's the key special on on that game for tomorrow, and that's tomorrow morning at eleven. So get your bets in uh, tonight or tomorrow morning or before the game starts. Uh, if you miss that, obviously you can still bet in game. It's, it'll be up the entire game. So uh, plenty of opportunities to get some money on that game. Are the bowl games as popular for for the betting public as an NFL regular season weekend is, or 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 the NFL still king in that case? Well, actually, uh, it's been it's been uh, holding pretty much. Our our Saturday numbers and our Sunday numbers have been pretty consistent, uh, about about even on both days. So um, they are they are real interested in the college games, and like I said, uh, we're expecting huge action on the the playoff games on on New Year's Day um, with Michigan and Alabama and uh, playing uh, the first game there, and then you got. Uh, uh, yeah, let me see. I lost my train of thought. Then you got uh, Texas and Washington playing the late game on that on uh, New Year's Day, and uh, both of those are look to be very competitive games. Uh, the spreads are uh, one and a half Michigan's favored by, and four and a half Texas is favored by. So um, both are expected to be very pretty close contests. We had talked with Neil a few months ago about uh, the introduction of bet swap and the uh, the markets for. Uh, for futures bets and how you can maybe later on buy and sell that. I know that BetSwap is still in beta, but has that have people been active with BetSwap? Because at this time of the year, uh, the favorites are really coming into, into, into form, or at least you can see who the favorites really are just by watching the games. And uh, you might have people just trying to swap a little bit more now than maybe a, a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, if you had... Uh uh, just for example, if you had uh, Washington Huskies uh, preseason, um, you had something that was uh, probably twenty-five to one or so at the uh, before the season started, and uh, now with them having a one in four chance of uh, winning the national championship, um, you could that would be down to about uh, six to one or so now. So you'd have a chance to take some of the profits uh, now rather than risking everything that you've won so far. Um, so yeah, we have had some interest on that. Uh, a lot of our, most of our people are on the mobile, and we're hoping to have that uh, available on the mobile here coming into the first of the year. So, um, but it is available on your on uh, the PCs, so you can get in there and do it. We have had some activity and are expecting more once once the uh, once it's available on mobile. Hey Stuart, last thing I want to hit on with you here. I'd, I'd read about um, recently. I guess this was a few weeks ago that a game with UNLV and New Mexico was pulled as a football game was pulled off of 
uh, all, all the betting apps, uh, and because of a large amount of money that went on UNLV, and it's not a game that generally would would uh, would would get the handle that they got for that game. But it seems like it's a big mystery. You know, like the last time a team was pulled off the board, it was uh, Alabama baseball, and and that got resolved fairly quickly. But this deal with uh, with UNLV and New Mexico football is is a totally different thing. Has anything been updated with this? I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Uh, uh, I know that there were... I, I read some of the initial stories on it, but um, I haven't seen any major updates. I, and our uh, our partner, U.S. Integrity, will, is probably still investigating it, and they'll give us a report once the the investigation's finalized and they figure out what went on. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't happen very often, and usually it's when somebody in the program gets involved is when it's a problem. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.